Welcome to Nerdables. This episode, the Animaniacs return. Wonder Woman is coming to HBO Max. Black Panther begins shooting in July. Deadpool 3 finds its writers at Bob's Burgers. We review the Star Wars Holiday Special and give our Mando's Chapter 12 breakdown. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ari Rain. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. Welcome, guys. Hey, so uh, Animaniacs returned after 22 years. I didn't realize it's been that long. I didn't realize it's been that long. Like, Holy mm-hmm. crap! When they said st- when they did the show opening and they were talking about it being 22 years, I almost died. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my 22 god!" 22 years ago, you almost died. Yeah. No, and it's, it was the gravestones or whatever at the beginning said the 1998, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. It was 98. So the opening skit was the the Jurassic Park. You know. Yeah, they they use the. Um, I didn't remember uh, the attorney being in a Hulu uh, co- uh, colors. Gennaro. I think they cut some of the pieces from the. Because the end of it is different too. Yes, um, not different, but it's what they put as the the trailer or whatever commercial for it had most of that in it. Correct. Where I think it only got to the point where you see the Animaniacs coming over the hill. Yes. Everything after it, where they say we have a pinky in the brain. Say it again. We have a pinky. Well, in the they brain. cut it, but they showed the uh, the attorney the what's yeah. his name. Character. We're gonna make a fortune. With We're gonna place. make a fortune with this. But mm-hmm. it, he was in He's Hulu, in Hulu yeah. Green, and it had a Hulu yep. on it. He's a, I'm Baker Mayfield. I'm not Baker Mayfield's body. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that was so good. No, it was when we saw the commercial, we all kind of said the same thing. Like it just has this kind of perfect tone to it. The irreverency, getting to use Spielberg stuff, mm-hmm. getting to use um, Universal's stuff, and then you know, kind of odd uh, satirical types that, that poke fun at Disney and Sony and stuff like that. That's through it. Well, I love the fact that you know when they see the Animaniacs coming, there you see the the tower and the you know their yeah. home in the in the distance. Where are they and going? They're, they're going home. They're going home and they're running past like Batman, Batman and, and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. And then there was other there was there's other like, like a Harry Potter look. There's Harry Potter look for it. There's like it was like uh, all the big things that yeah, Warner Brothers had, has now. And they had T two. Yeah, they had Arnie from T two with the, the thing and the. No, and you did the, you know, it's two skits, basically, or I guess three skits, because Breaking the Brain's in the middle of the two yeah. wacko skits, and it's very much, there's a female president of Warner Brothers. Yep. Um, who <laughs> doesn't know who they are. <laughs> I love Don. Can I be, can you mentor me? No. Uh, I believe you got to make your own way. <laughs> um, no, just, like, again, the, the tone, the humor, the, I mean, the voice talent's all there. The Pinky and the Brain was great. It addressed the idea that they had been around for twenty years. The mm-hmm. pinky helps he either invents the internet or helps invent the internet. You know, in the, in the and then pinky goes through search, <laughs> goes through therapy. Yeah, I'm just even do what I want. Okay, I'll do whatever you want. Um, the song and was, it always it always does really the the song work was very good. The the, the satire that they have is fantastic. Um, the pinky and brain part of of the idea of everyone being addicted to their phone. Mm-hmm. The phone controls you. Um, just the, the the observances of what our society is like through a show like that is is pretty incredible. Yeah, and to also just have like you know one of my favorite ones is is uh, Wacko having to go use the body. Yeah, <laughs> just him running around. I'll use the body. <laughs> he's that field of like all the toilets and stuff. <laughs> but 
the ingenious part about this was to take the, the show that they know, you know, and to address the fact that they've been off the air for 22 years yeah. and to see how they have to fit into society now. Yeah. And also they've said that, you know, the, the, the characters that tested well, yeah, you know, like and new characters that tested well and, and, um, when they just in. like the addressing it is is also that wink to the audience like we know what we're doing we know this is a cash grab especially the second part of right it. well the, the whole the reboot end. song yeah the which I, I was like did chris write this song because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is just like all this stuff of why do you do this because you don't have anything original because it's easy to do because it's you a, know, it makes but you're 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 on that weird line where you can cross it into where fans are accepting of it and, and it brings something new to the table mm-hmm. to a, a familiar concept or it's just giving you the same thing again. When you have the satirical 21 Jump Street film and then 22 Jump Street, which is a movie about being a sequel. Right. Everything in it is the tropes of a sequel and mm-hmm. it's pointing out like this is what most of you are watching. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching the same film the second time. Why are you watching this? You know, or, <laughs> or at least understand that you're watching a film for the second time and that's fine. It's my Jurassic Park argument. If you're mad at Jurassic Park for, be, for, for being all Jurassic the films Park? being, hey, we go to an island and there's dinosaurs on it, you don't like Jurassic Park. Right. You like one film, but mm-hmm. you don't. I can go back to the island as many times as you want. As long as there's dinosaurs trying to kill humans, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it to some degree. And the same thing here with, with you still have the basis of what you got two decades ago mm-hmm. that made us as you know new adults Go like this is the best show. We love this show. It's totally not for kids, except it's totally for kids. Well, and that, then that now was one of the jokes 20, that, yeah, that twenty years later, most of the people are you know the, the troll part of the, in, in the song was saying that the trolls will say it's passe even though right. they were wearing the, the, the Warner Brothers T shirt. I love it because they said we're not making this for the for their dads. Well, yeah, we are too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was made for. I mean, it it did it as much as. More so than I think any of the other shows that we had in that sort of golden era of afternoon television, uh, animated television, you know, when you had Batman and Superman mm-hmm. and Justice League and this and, and uh, uh, Tiny Toons. And they mentioned Tiny Toons in it coming back as yep. well. Mm-hmm. So you had all those those great things. And Tiny Toons was, was in a way where we enjoyed it because it was funny and it's still pretty smart. But this was to have a show... That intimated that one of the characters off screen is masturbating, yeah. and have whack have a uh, um, Jacko just go good night, folks, <laughs> just like all the time with these double entendres, and having kids go what? Like, nope, you don't want to yeah. know about that. Is well, if you remember Batman the animated series, the reason they put it on the evenings was because they found adults were watching it as much as kids. So then, well, yeah, usually of, later in the afternoon, shows, a lot of the animated shows back then did have a lot to offer adults as well. Yeah. With the jokes or with, you know, the dialogue. In the sense of Batman, like it was that, just yeah. like, if you do a good Batman show, it's going to appeal right. all over the place. You do Brave right. and the Bold, it's going to appeal to kids because it's it's zany, but the shtick of it to appeal to adults is once you get the joke that it's just the Batman TV series. Well, Brave and the Bold was as close to Animaniacs and Tiny Toons yeah. in the 2000s that you, you got. Brave to. and the Bold is that, that one we were yeah. watching and going, this is dumb. And then I watched the Music Meister. I'm like, watch this again. <laughs> this is brilliant. And then the yep. Sebastian saying, it's just the live action TV series is a cartoon. Like, oh my God, I get it. I totally get it now. It's right. like, what if Aquaman was on Adam West's Batman TV series? <laughs> it would totally be him sitting on the shore going, and Batman going, why do I hear whale sounds? Oh, it's just Aquaman. Nobody loves me as a hero. Well, it's funny is I, I showed Beth and Arabella Brave and the Bold. 
And they were the first one they watched, they were like, this is kind of dumb. I said, wait, and I put on Music Meister. And I did Music it like Meister. that yep. on purpose. Because that's how it happened for me, too. Go back and watch that first season. I'm like, oh, no, this is brilliant. I went, because I, so I told Chris back then, I was like, no, this is stupid. I thought the same and thing. And then he I goes, watched, no, I, wait. I watch watched this the first one. three episodes, three or four, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't for me. I'm like, this is kind of dumb. It's a kid's Batman show. Right. And then second season or whatever, for whatever reason, I saw the Music Meister. I still remember we watched it right there when your computer used to be in this room. Oh, yeah, yeah. We turned on, like, you got to watch this thing. This is insane. And it's so well done. And oh, I, I just watched it because I'm like, it's a musical of Batman. It's Neil Patrick Harris as the music meister. These songs are brilliant. I love this. Why do I love this so much? Because it was so much. It's such a meta show. Oh, totally. That also is, if you want to watch Batman punch Kanjar Row, it's in there. Right. You know, <laughs> but if you want the best show when he's, when he gets miniaturized, it's so, uh, um, uh, it's not Ray Palmer. No, it is Ray Palmer. It is Ray, it's yeah. Ray Palmer is the Adam. Um, no, it's not. It's the second one. No, it's the second one. It's yes. uh, Ryan Choi. Yes. Ryan Choi is the Adam. And Aquaman, when he gets... <laughs> they they have, find Ray Palmer. They yeah, have to go find him. They have to Ray. go find Ray Palmer because he's helping Batman. And he has him go... You're going through the grass, and then they see a frog. And Aquaman is just like, <laughs> never trust an amphibian. Land or water. Make a choice. <laughs> it's so good. Why do you think I love that no, sea, the what, sea captain? You know, wasn't the, the silverfish? The silverfish is later. Okay, Both yeah. of those are in the same episode. Yeah. When he's like, oh, man, we got to, like, choice. The uh, the Adam is like, oh, we got to go all the way over there. Hold on. I'll get some help. And these two silverfish come up. So you can talk to They're not fish. <laughs> they have fish in the name, don't they? <laughs> and then what it is, it's like it's, it's this mini alien society that Batman went to help. And they're missing a hyperdrive or something. And he says, let me just get back to the car. I've got it. He's got a hyperdrive in his car. Like, this is like so great. And then the Batmite episodes, especially the oh, last one. The very after last. After they get canceled, it's just like, it's it's just such the meta stuff. And it allows you to sort of explore Batman on a different level. And the stories of Batman. And people level. may be going, what does that have to do with Animaniacs? It's the same type it's of the thing. Same, There's so much, yeah. The idea of the... We, we're inundated in a streaming world that's desperate for content that people ha will have an, an inbred connection to and or want to share it with someone younger. Reboots are the way to go. Why do you reboot Animaniacs? Watch the first episode. They tell you point blank. <laughs> They're not kidding about it. You know, it's, it's uh, the Jay and Skyland Bob movie, the newest one or whatever, the reboot. The reboot, yeah. yeah. A, it's the same thing. Kevin totally. Smith talking about what these types of things are for and how, why they're there and pushing it out there and being not necessarily cynical about it, but just trying to approach it in almost a academic way. Yeah. yeah. But in the Animaniacs way of producing it, of approaching it academically while also making it really funny because as they show you, it's the member berries. Yep. The last like really good thing that I think South Park did is the member berries because that's where we're all at. Mm -hmm. That's all, you know, how many films have we watched? How many episodes of The Mandalorian have we watched? There's like, remember Tatooine? <laughs> remember Anakin's pod racer? So, and you... Remember which, Boba Fett? Yeah, when you, when you recognize that, you either... I've always said, like, if you're a fan of something and you have an aesthetic reason, right? This is my last bit of my argument. Someone who hates Last Jedi. Why? I just do. That's not good enough. Right. You got to start to think, why do you hate Last Jedi? If you can tell me why you hate it, then I'll accept your hatred for it. If you hate it just because I went to see it and I didn't like it, and you then have this very angry response going forward, if you just say, hey, it's not for me, 
kind of thing that I'm at now. It's just something not for me. So whatever. I don't, I don't care one way or the other. When you are, you know, you're having those endorphins or whatever released in your brain because you're watching something that meant something to you 25 years ago and it's on TV and it's still good. Recognize that's what it is. You become more self-aware and I think you approach your fandoms differently. And more importantly, you approach other fans differently. Yeah. You know, we joke on the show all the time. I give you so much crap for whatever. I couldn't care less what you watch or don't watch. <laughs> uh, except for except for uh, Two and a Half Men or whatever. I watched New Mutants last night. Yeah, so you watch New Mutants. I have no interest in it. I don't care one way or the other. And not because I think it sucks. Not because I think it's good. Not because it, it just isn't something I'm going to use my time on. You watched it. You enjoyed it for what it was. Most mm-hmm. of the people I know that have seen it have said it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's, yeah, it's expectations. You go in, you see it. I was really surprised. That, yeah, I know we're going to jump on a tangent here, but I was really surprised when it was set because they obviously set this movie to be the end of whatever they were going to do for mutants. Right. Because it's set at the same time as Logan. It's really yeah. weird. Cause it feels like, like all the society have broken down by Logan anyway, to even have an insane asylum or whatever they're in. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, Essex has, you know, this is uh, Essex has this quote unquote hospital for mutants that are out of control. To try to tame them a little bit, Out of control. to be able to use them as assassins and things like that. Right. Yeah. That's what they want to do with Ileana. You know, they matter of fact with Moonstar, they decide. Spoiler: she's too powerful and too you know unpredictable because she's bringing. She makes all of their fears come true. She's out of control. But what it's saying is like something like that. If if you recognize your approach to fandoms, yeah, you recognize what you're seeing. I think it helps change the vitriol that you have. Mm-hmm. My approach to other Star Wars fans is very different than it would have been 10 years ago yeah. because I'm trying my best to be self-aware of why, why am I reacting to the things that I'm reacting to? Mm-hmm. How, why did I love Riverdale for a season and a half? Cause it was so dumb Yep. and realizing I'm not suggesting it to anybody be like, this is it's not like justified after a season or two seasons yeah. telling you like, it's really good. You should give it a shot. Whether you do or don't, does no skin off my back. But if you want to know what the hell Mikey are talking about in the car every Wednesday, <laughs> you're going to want to start watching Justify. Mm-hmm. Having something where I'm going, I don't expect anybody else to watch Riverdale. I'm not suggesting it to anybody. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's me horrible. wanting to watch uh, Max Reloaded, which is now on Amazon Prime, and I'm excited because now I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Max Reloaded? Yeah. It's the movie that's in. I showed you the trailer, and you went, oh, that's bad. I don't remember that. The one with Greg Gungberg or Grenberg? And got Kevin Smith and it's where like the video games come to life and okay, they So gotta... I, I removed that from my brain. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably a reason. We for were that. watching that trailer and I was like, this looks terrible. And Rich is like, I want to see, see it. I want to see it. Well, that's the thing is I knew I watched the first episode of Riverdale when I already knew people were going like, this is probably the worst thing that's ever been on television that doesn't star the Kardashians or Honey Boo Boo. And I watched it, and I'm like, this is bad. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a movie. I sat down and watched uh, Kevin Smith's movie about the walrus, knowing it's going that's to be on you, bad. Tusk. Yes. Tusk. I know it's going to be it. Kevin Smith tells you, this is a bad movie. Yeah. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. watch it at your own risk. There are certain films and that you're are going, bad enough that you go, yes. Yeah, so, and then there's films that's just like, it's bad and there's just no reason, you know, whatever cats. <laughs> yeah. It's, so finally <laughs> HBO max finally came to a streaming service that I have. 
or streaming provider that I have. Plat- platform. Uh, uh, platform, yeah, whatever. And so I'm just kind of going through and looking at all the stuff on it. And you they were sending me a bunch of, bunch of stuff. I was like, watch, watch this, this, watch this, watch this. Oh, and cats. And I'm like, no, there's no <laughs> buttholes in it. You give me the butthole cut, cut maybe I'll watch that. Uh, I'm like, oh, and you only, can finally get to see cats now. <laughs> the only thing I watched on it was, was the Boondocks episode. Uh, when Obama gets elected, which is one of the greatest, I mean, it's such a, it, the reason that I love it also for this sort of thing, it's a brilliant deconstruction of kind of what was going on in the country around uh-huh. Obama. And he talks about the whole thing is about the idea that Huey Freeman, who is a black activist who gets labeled as a domestic terrorist is not excited about Obama becoming president. Cause he doesn't think it's going to do anything. Right. And everyone treats him as if he's a pariah. He's the worst person in the world because he's not excited. That he's a president. And there's a great line in it. It was like, this is the danger of hope. Uh, it's like people people who aren't affected by it, of too much hope is people who aren't affected by it or are treated as if they're a prize or whatever. Yeah. As if they're haters. And I've said the same thing about, that made me think a lot about the way we approach pop culture mm-hmm. and that we're not allowed to think that anything's just okay. Mm-hmm. Right. When we do, oh, you hate it. No, it's just okay. My reaction to Marvel films. There's about 12 films that I never want you to take away from me. There's three films that I could probably tell you I never need to see them again. I'm never going to go out of my way to see them. And two of them are there's Iron like, Man. <laughs> there's two of them, there, or there's 10 of them in the middle that I said, if you were to tell me I'm never allowed to see these again, it, 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 I'll watch them, but I don't need them. Right. And again, people just like, so you hate them. Like, no. I, the Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. That's fine. I don't think it's superly well constructed. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I'm going to take the super weapon and hand it to the kid who's like 16 years old. Well, I've watched it. all of the and Marvel TV stuff. I don't need to go back and watch it Exactly. Again. So, but there's things that you love. When you, know, you got what you needed from it for as a story standpoint so yeah. that you can understand and I, It's not that I don't enjoy it. And again, like I'm saying, most of them are ones that if they're on TV, I'll watch them. If you sat here one night and go, oh, we've really got to watch Far Winter From Soldier. Home. Yeah. No, Winter Soldier, yes. Like the, when, that's... You know, one of the 12. It's one of the given. But it's like Far From Home for me is sort of the middle ground. It's Iron an Man enjoyable two. film. Iron Man 2 is... I'd probably watch <laughs> Iron Man 2 before 3 at this point now. Well, it, but if you were going back and saying, okay, I'm going to do a marathon. I want to watch all of them again. I don't need to, but what yeah, the hell? That's probably the, per- the... One of the few reasons that I would see that bottom five or whatever right. was if I'm marathoning it. Or sometimes it hits you or whatever. It's like, I don't need to see Ant-Man again. Yeah. I don't need to see Ant-Man and the Wasp again. Yeah. Will I? Sure. Do I need to? No. And that you don't want, you won't go out of your way. And people will then accuse me of saying, "Oh, you hate Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. you hate Amos. No, I don't hate it. There's very few films I've had the reaction to. Like, I cannot believe I saw that, and I'm never going to see that again. Mm-hmm. And those are like those. Those are pretty bad. It's like Scanners or something, or no, not Hobbit. Scanners. Oh, Hobbit. That's a tough one. <laughs> Those I'm sort of angry about because I really wanted them to be good and they're not. And you get to that point, you're going, I just wish this didn't exist. Um, I can't remember. There was some sci-fi film that me, White Chocolate, and Jared saw like at 11 o'clock at night at the old UA in the mall. And it's just a standard sci-fi film. Sure. And it's still something like, I never want to see that again. <laughs> Where something like Dragon Ball Evolution, which is one of the five worst films yeah. I've ever seen in my life, I would watch that again as long as I had enough people with me to just go like, Look at how terrible this is. <laughs> what about Speed Racer? I've never seen Speed Racer. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, and I have no reason to. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of those that's in that category. There are some people that are like, Speed Racer is terrible, and there's people like, Speed Racer is actually really genius if you understand X, Y, and Z. Right. The way that I talk about Last Jedi. Yeah. If you're approaching Last Jedi, especially as a 
Star Wars meta. It's about the fandom, that philosophy, whatever. You can watch that film and go, wow, this is amazing. But if you're going, I'm just here to have people run down a hallway and somehow get missed by 45 stormtroopers and get all eight of their shots hit them right square in the head, you're not going to like that film. Um, did you see that? That <laughs> I got to find it. Uh, the different panels of how I sent it to you. Is that the one you sent it yeah. to me? <laughs> they had, they I sent shoot it to the Mandalorian and all the lasers are like sent, bending space and time to hit him. I sent the group because yeah, it, 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 it said the original stormtrooper. Yeah, it's it like it shoots the ground yeah. up and you know misses. Anyway, then the the uh, the battle droids from the prequels you know will hit every once in a while, and then there was the battle droids from it the was, Clone it, Wars. It, it couldn't hit anything. All of it. It's just the last one is that the Mandalorian. Mandalorian all the layers gets the hit by everything. <laughs> Yep, because we had said it while we were there. Like that's the only thing they can ever hit is the Mandalorian. Um, well, it's the Beskar armor has some sort of homing beacon. For <laughs> apparently, the yeah. It's like so obviously that's the only reason people like, always say that too. It's like oh, the armor observes. It. Yes, but that's not my point. My point is we're watching about sixteen hundred hours of other Star Wars stuff where the good guys never get shot at all, and then we watch the Mandalorian and he's yep. been shot forty five times just in two episodes. <laughs> Scout troopers can ride a, a, a speeder bike through the you know forest of Endor missing the trees at super high speeds, but they can't aim their pistol yeah. <laughs> and hit a can. A tin can, like, ten feet in front of them. <laughs> anyway, that that kind of approach is what Animaniacs is giving you. Yes. They understand what they are. They understand what they're doing, and they're going to make mm-hmm. fun of how it is, and that way it's hard to be cynical about, oh, they just started Animaniacs again because of money. No crap. It's right there. Right. They're telling you right to your face. Well, also, the the... Animaniacs format kind of lends itself yeah. to do that kind of humor. So, well, even that's uh, the song that they it. did to catch you know to catch everybody up on what's happened over the last twenty two years, yeah. and you know the stuff that they're making fun of in there. And, you know, they they even, you know they make fun of Obama. They make fun of you know all the way up to Trump being president, and then they make you know, well this was done in two thousand eighteen, so we don't even know if he's still president or not. <laughs> Which is you know it's brilliant how they did this. Yeah. Um, something that's been kind of questioning if it's brilliant or not is Wonder Woman 1984 coming out on in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day. Happy Christmas Day. I know this is this goes right to what you were saying with Black Widow. Although this might be a little different than Black Widow because we don't know what the back end is on this. Where we know with Black Widow... We're assuming. We're assuming with Black because Widow. we've seen we've seen Disney hand out those types of contracts to major stars in yes. their films. The thing with this also is that the way that I'm reading the statement from is it, is it Cinemark or is it AMC? AMC. It was AMC. Is that Warner Brothers negotiated with theaters? Yes. To say, hey, we're going to give you this film, but we're also releasing it on HBO Max, mm-hmm. meaning that. My guess is there's some sort of contract there that they're not taking as much out of the ticket sales or they're not going to take any of the ticket sales in order to not have the theaters then turn around and like sue them going like we were promised this film and you released it. Right. Because that mm-hmm. could be part of what Black Widow is too. You have theater chains that will be very upset with Disney if oh, they put Black Widow yeah. in. So it, it, I, I will say it took me as a surprise. I really didn't think they were going to do this. I didn't think a film of this magnitude. But also, exactly. was there That's any mention... To doing something similar to like Mulan on Disney Plus, where it's going to be you have to pay. No, to see no. It? Or is it this, just this, this is strictly if you're a subscriber, okay. or then you if you're not even a subscriber, if you, if you are an active member of 
HBO Max, you have you will have it right there to see it on the twenty fifth. Whatever you know, whatever's on the catalog, this will be part of that catalog. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not a VOD, um, which also surprised me. Yeah, I thought if they were going to do it, and that's why there's got to be some sort of deal with I'm really surprised because they're giving it away for free day and date. If it was, it's forty dollars on HBO Max, but we also release it in the theater. And there probably isn't a deal with theaters because theaters like they're going to come to us Mm -hmm. maybe um, versus staying home and paying $40 for it because on HBO max, I feel like again, it's just me speculating. There's gotta be some sort of deal with theater chains where we're like, we're not taking any money. Hell, we may give you money in order to show it just to get it out there. Have people go to the theater. Some sort of die. Be in the theaters. Yeah. I'm really surprised AMC has not announced a VOD streaming service yet. Well, there's an, didn't another one start that or something? Or Universal mentioned it or something? Uh, there was another story Voodoo about day had... and date. There was something, I think it was Sony, or maybe it was Universal, that was talking about day and date. Yeah. Having VOD available for day and date stuff in 2021. Universal was signing something, coming up with a yeah. deal or something. But, uh, you know, it's like, okay, AMC says, you want to watch this the day it comes out, it's $40. You're only getting that for 24-hour period. No. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want to get it again, you have to pay another $40. Well, I think DirecTV tried this a few years ago where they they would get movies that were it's, a it's week or two after. Yeah. It's, it's smaller budget stuff, and it, it was, it's usually a, studi- uh, excuse me, a studio thing in order right. to get it to people, and especially with small pictures in the last half of the year. It makes sense to do that. You're looking for something new on DirecTV. It's something that's in the theaters. It's got to be released in the theaters in order to qualify for awards, and then also you're able to get it there because they're watching streaming services do that. You know, Netflix is right. doing it with Roma, mm-hmm. uh, doing it with the the mobster movie. What the hell was the forty hour movie last year with uh, the Irishman? Irishman, yeah. So the only reason that you would not do this is because piracy would be so much easier, which is kind of redundant because piracy is already so easy. Well, the reason that I think you do it is because of piracy, piracy. because when you, for the majority of people, if you give them the option, they actually don't. The, the, the pirate option is harder for Joe Blow, Mom and Dad. Right. I mean, the comic book industry, we're seeing people that are going, all I want to do is buy this stuff. When when DC was doing digital only, Marvel went mm-hmm. to digital only for a couple of the ends of a couple series, and you know, people saying, I just want to buy it. I don't want to go look for it. Right. I don't want to buy it online because I've got nine issues. You're putting number 10 online. I'm not paying for that. Right. I'll go pirate it. But when given the choice the bulk of the population will go pay for it. Oh, sure. Um, so I think that's why you have it thinking the people that want to see it in the theater are hopefully going to be able to go see it in the theater. Who knows? The problem with this is the same but, thing. We're, we're going through the same thing with sports. Is the NHL's talking about return to play. The NBA's talking about return to play. One of the things is all of the restrictions are different in every county in the country. Mm-hmm. You're talking about places that are starting to shut down. The timing of this announcement for, for Wonder Woman was terrible. Oh yeah. In the middle of oh, yeah. major states like Florida and Texas, New York and California talking about severe restrictions and more than that, but those right. big states that have kind of a national cycle. If you're watching the NBC News nightly news with Lester Holt, he's talking about New York shutting down. He's talking about Florida shutting yep. down. He's talking about Texas shutting down. He's talking about California shutting down. But also Colorado, Oregon, Louisiana, Alabama, North Dakota, every yeah. yeah, South Dakota. There's something like 10% of the entire population of South Dakota is currently sick. Yeah. 
There's a, there's Except a town, for they don't believe it's COVID. There's a town in South Dakota in which 90% of its people uh-huh. are actually sick. Now, it's really small, but still, yeah. out of like 2,000 people, 1990 of them are sick. Mm-hmm. Like, this is insane. Then, and then, hey, you get to go to the theater to see Wonder Woman. And people like us who were excited to go see it in a theater now have to weigh that choice whether we're going to go see it in a theater, are we going to watch it on HBO Max, are we going to wait until theaters are safer, are they going to re-release it? This was my Mulan thing. I wanted to see Mulan on a big screen. Right. We're now six months after it, five months after it was released on VOD. Well, it's also now you can purchase it. it Right, but here's the thing. In a week or two, Are they going to release that in a theater again? No. That's my problem. That's why I kept saying I really don't want this to happen from a from a selfish point of view. Yeah, is that if you take away the take away the option to ever see it in a theater, here Warner Brothers is giving you the option, but you and I may not have that option in Ventura County. Right. You may not have that option in LA County. You may not have that option in Marin County. Now, in Orange County, in San Diego County, because those places are telling movie theaters to shut down. We've yes. watched as Ventura here has been opening in the last week. Ventura shut back down again. Well, you we have places that were open. We we went to island pick up food from islands last week. There were tables open. Those nope. tables aren't open anymore. Nope. Well, it's like even the middle. You know, the schools opened up this past week, <laughs> and then they sent everybody home again. And then there were four kids in the you know in in the middle school that's right down the street from us. They said one more. They shut them down. Yep. You know, and that, you know that's going to hit. But there. I mean, look what's, look what's happening in in college football and all these other things that, that are open moving without. A lot of restrictions. Yeah. If you have the, uh, let's say the pandemic's over and they still keep, you know, this VOD day of and go to the theater. I know, I mean, I know what you're, you're you'd go to the theater. Yeah. I would do both. Yeah, I know. you would. Yeah, because you, you would totally do that because it wouldn't make any sense. Because I would go to... The night it opens, I'd go see it in the theater. You're the one. Didn't you buy? Didn't you buy Guardians like in six different formats? I bought a digital, other digital, the digital that's backwards. Brain well, yeah. scan. I bought the brain scan. In. <laughs> I stuck it into my veins. I did have it in three or four. And so the same thing with Winter Soldier. Um, matter of fact, Winter Soldier, I bought it every every way that you could, including VOD in a, in a hotel. <laughs> I bought it when it. I bought it like a year after it was on Blu-ray. <laughs> I had the Blu-ray. I had the the 4K. Yeah, I, uh, this is the same. I had the 3D. I but had, the yeah. thing, no, if you're going to give me the option, I'm going to go to the theater every time. But I'm also a dinosaur, right? The thing that you know, where people are like, oh, movies are going to come back and everything, and and, I'm, and that's the thing. Theaters aren't going away as soon as the pandemic comes back, and they're just like, oh, we're never going to go to theater again. That's not true. It may be in 10 years when someone like your daughter is given the option yes, and would rather stay home because that theater experience isn't as, as ingrained into her well, also by as it is to someone who is three decades, three decades older than her. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just a hologram that you swipe up onto the screen. <laughs> it's just on your eyeballs. Just your, your eyeballs have the movie right <laughs> you behind can it. Just you can whatever size you want. Right. Just do this, yeah. No, for me, I'm I'm like, like Chris is saying, I'm one who's always wanting to go to the theater. So even if I had the option to purchase it to watch at home... I would opt to go to the theater rather than if it's sit safe. At home. Yes, and here's the here's my oh, caveat. I, to that I'm not is, saying I would. I would see it in the theater. Yeah, but you'd also buy it because you're dumb. Yeah, and but I wouldn't. Night, I wouldn't even care about buying it on VOD because I. I well, no. That, what he's saying is, but yes, how many? Right. Mo- I mean, you know, how many movies do I go and I'll see the same movie twice in the same weekend? Yes, most of them. Mo- most even of the, the big ones. Like. Yeah, yeah. Nobody hates your money more than you do. <laughs> nobody, nobody hates your free time I mean, more than you do. <laughs> I think Ready Player One. I saw it. Oh, 
I, I think that's I saw, one I'm not kidding. I find that movie offensively bad, and you love that film. I think I, I saw it. it twice in one day. Oh my god, I saw Tron twice in one day, but that wasn't uh, that was I didn't set out to do that. I went with Mike well, yeah, in the like morning, I, and then you I guys went and that saw night. that in the theater. And I think I think I, one time I went and saw it with Rich in the theater, and then I was like, oh, I really do like this movie, but I'm not gonna. Pay to see it in Which the theater one? again. Tron or uh, Ready Player One? You should have never paid to see it the first. The time. Force Awakens. And I said I'll wait until it comes out on DVD. I bought it on DVD and I've watched it a couple times since then. The Force Awakens. I saw it for the you know the first showing with that that Thursday night, mm-hmm. and then I went back and saw it at four in the morning yeah. by myself. You know, a few hours later. Nope. Yep. I saw Force Awakens three times, four times. Not that. Even Force Awakens, I think I've only seen once in the theater. I saw Guardians six times in a day. five days, <laughs> I think. Which one I would have seen it twice in one day. There was something wrong with you that summer. It was insane. <laughs> the fact that we had to total it up and you spent like $100 just on your own tickets to go see it. <laughs> this movie made $89 million in one day. Rich is responsible for 70 of that. But bo- both those two movies and Winter Soldier... Ready Player One, Guardians, and Winter Soldier, I saw in regular, you know, theater format, like Dolby or something, whatever it was over mm-hmm. here. And then I saw them on in IMAX. Fires back, uh, Force Awakens was the same thing. I saw it in IMAX. So I was like, I saw it in like every IMAX format. Is too far away. Um, the thing for me, if I go see a film more than once, it's rare now that I go see a film more than once. But even then, I'm, I'm not buying it because I'm I'm not gonna go see, if I'm gonna go see a film more than once. Saw Rogue One three times. I saw Solo three times. I'm going to the movie to watch. I'm not co- I'm not gonna stay home and watch it. I'm not gonna pay an extra thirty bucks to have it forty eight hours and then watch it twice again. Like I want right. to go to the theater and, and whatever. Well, even if I had if I rented it, so if, if it came out and I spent forty dollars for a twenty four hour period, I would probably it's watch just a loop. it. Yeah, I would probably watch it three or four times. Yeah, and that's part of the other thing is I. The, the Mulan thing is not worth the money to me because I'm not going to watch that movie enough to justify thirty dollars. Right. Well, to um, me, you know, to me, spending the thirty dollars was you've got three cheaper. people. It's different. Yeah, yeah. It was cheaper than. But in, let's get back to Wonder Woman eighty four. The other part of this that I find incredibly funny is DC Comics that had had these Wonder Woman eighty four variant covers for like twelve books or whatever. <laughs> they kept delaying them and then they would resolicit them and then they delayed them and resolicit them, thinking because they kept moving the movie. They finally admitted a few weeks ago. We're going to hold them until next spring, which is Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary. And then a week later, they're like, oh, Wonder Woman comes out on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. So then they have these. Now our fear is because the initial order for December is way done. That's done uh, back in September or right. whatever. That they're going to add them back in because all of this stuff has been done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cover for Justice League. There's a cover for Batman or whatever done by different artists that celebrates Wonder Woman uh, from, 1980, right. from the 84 movie. It's done in Gail Godot style, whatever. Is that they're going to be resolicited and, or not resolicited? They're just going to be released, you know, on FOC. Going, hey, all of them are going to come out the week of Christmas, because we have people that want them. Because it's like Jim Lee and Adam Hughes and like right. artists that that you would really want a Wonder Woman image from. Um, I found that hilarious too. Where you're just like, do you guys not talk to each other at all? <laughs> and it almost seems like because this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, no one was really. They had the Christmas Day date, mm-hmm. right? That was the last official date, or did they? When was the last time they said it was? It was indefinite by that point. They said it was going to be Christmas Day. It was. And they okay. We're not making any changes at okay. that point. Um, 
And then they, because we yeah, were, I think going, it was Black Widow that Disney, the Disney finally said, "We're not giving you a yes. date. We have no idea." Right. Because we were talking, we were like, "There's no." As soon as they said yeah. 25th, and it was a hard date, we went, "There's no way." It was the 25th and a hard date, and we started to see the spike again. And that was, I said, "There's no way that you're going to have theaters again." And and I still don't think, I think you're going to have less than 20 percent of theaters in this country open on Christmas Day. Oh, totally, mm-hmm. totally. So I mean, not I mean, we're gonna we're all gonna end up watching it here, open. right? But twenty yeah. percent of them at like twenty percent capacity. Yeah, that's not going to be so us that's not, there. So yeah, we'll, we'll be, be here watching it, and I'm going to have to like guys just shut up and watch the movie. We want to talk about it while it's going on. The first time I've ever seen it. That's no, so I've gotten them pretty good at that. The only one is Bella. <laughs> Bella, no, no, that's oh, Christmas is canceled for Bella. She's not allowed to come downstairs. <laughs> it is tough. I have to catch myself watching The Mandalorian sometimes. I'm like, oh, shut up. Well, yeah, you were saying something the other night watching. I was like, because what? Was the, and then yeah. I was like, wait, no, I don't yeah. know you. And that's when, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I think I just said it out loud to be like, make it be in my head. I was like, I'll talk about this when we're done. It was, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to, yeah. to the Mandalorian. Um, no, so Wonder Woman 84 will be interesting to see what kind of numbers they end up with with this, just because. Low. <laughs> you know, it's, it's even. It's this might to, be this might be one of the I didn't mean to interrupt you, I apologize. This might be one of the most fascinating after release stories. Yeah. Because we find out what was their back end for Godot, Pine, Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh Because we know Pascal. Godot had back end on the first one. Yeah. Because she had a really low salary. Yes. Um Well she may have opted for that to get the movie done. Well no, no I, mean, I she think opted for it so she could get in it could because in it, of it. Right. Yeah. Remember, Patty Jenkins didn't get paid really well for the. Well, that's what I mean. Is Patty Gal Jenkins made a, said, Patty I'm, Jenkins made a lot of money already for 1984 because that was one of the yes. controversies with it was that she was not going to get paid what a billion dollar worldwide blockbuster right. should have been for Wonder Woman for the number two, and they finally gave in and gave her money. So there may not be a lot on the back end of this sort of thing, where. You know, Marvel stuff might be in their contract, and kind well, of for somebody know. like Tony, for Tony Stark, for somebody like Robert Downey Jr., when you're getting to that point, yeah. you have to, in order to compensate the budget of the film, right? That's what, that, that's part of what we brought up when we were talking about it. Even this film with its budget, when you have Gal Gadot who's cast, who's commanding a lot of money, Chris Pine in this film would command a lot of money, Patty Jenkins is commanding a lot of money, Kristen Wiig would con- command a decent amount of money. Pedro Pascal would would command a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. and all of them can take money off in order to get into it. Mm-hmm. Again, you're running on potential. George Lucas keeping the action figure rights. Steven Spielberg taking less than what he normally would for Jurassic Park for getting stuff on the back end. He made thirty five million dollars from that film. Yep. To do to not doing anything, he made his re- you know a little bit less than his regular salary. The other and thing then makes you, an extra $35 million because the movie was the number one blockbuster of all time right. for that for that summer. You know? And then the other thing is you only have so many points you can give on the back end. Yeah. yeah. Because if and not, the, just run out of the money. studio's going, whoa, wait a minute. We're that's why you see some of those blockbusters. That it's okay. They, all they, that money that they're getting from the Snyder Cut of the Justice League Jesus. movies. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home made a billion dollars. <laughs> Sony yeah. made $400 million off that film. Right, yeah. because of all the stuff that you have to give out. And we've seen studios claim that a lot of a lot of we've seen studios claim that some of these major pictures actually lose money because there's so many points on the back end. Yep. You simply can't make enough in order, especially if it's compounding. Right. You know, if it, if it reaches this threshold, you get ten percent. This threshold, you get twenty percent. Whatever. But it's it's. I think the the back end of this is going to be very fascinating from an insider point of view of, of, you know, we said one of the most fascinating things about the Star Wars films is the story that we're never going to get, which is how some of these got made. Mm-hmm. 
I want to know the story of Solo. What I want to know what Lord Miller did that got them fired, and what happens with Ronnie Howard coming in and going, let's just make a movie that everybody likes, and it's on TNT, and you we have it on Disney be- Plus, and you still watch it, and you go, God, this is really, really good. We you may know. be at the end of movies reaching a billion, two billion. I don't think so because the Avengers movie did two point five billion. You're never going to see that. That no one will ever beat that. Because I'm not going to say never because I, 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 I would have thought you were never going to beat Avatar simply because we started to see a decline in. We saw a decline in the number of tickets sold, but obviously tickets are being more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to comic books. Prices keep rising because the people that are still reading comics that want to go into the shop and buy them are sustaining the business for the people that are now reading them digitally or stealing them or what have you. You and I paying for tickets that are went from $10 to $12, went from $12 to $15, went from $15 to $17 Yep, is making up for a generation that is just stealing them or waiting until they're oh, on sure. one of the 15 streaming services that they're pirating. And, now, and so and you'll see that number simply because I don't think you'll see Avengers. It's going to have to be something very, very different. Avengers Endgame is is a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-century yeah. sort of thing of having this closure of a 10-year journey of 22 mm-hmm. films, 21 yep. films by that point, that it comes out and has the, the payoff and it's the event and that sort of thing. We don't get as many of those films. Even the big films of the summer, you know, when Jurassic Park came out, and we'll keep referring to that, but... It was still playing in theaters in the end of August. Sure. I went back the week before I went back to school because like, oh, I want to watch it one more time before I went back to school. That never happens anymore because there's too many films. And you also you lose that zygist of people. You don't get excited about it. The original the Star Wars was in and out of theaters for, for like a, a whole year. year. Yeah. The difference between the binging, you know, when we drop the whole season and when we get piece by piece that we talked about either last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. The excitement for these types of things just doesn't last the way it does. We don't have that collective consciousness. The number you're never going to see is the finale from MASH because simply people simply yeah. do not watch TV at the same time except for sports. That's why these mm-hmm. the advertising rates for sports are out of control simply because it's the only thing that people watch live anymore. Right. You know, you don't even want... If you're on the West Coast, there's no reason to watch The Voice, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars because they're already done. Right. Your, your vote your vote does not count in the it West. It does. Because what they do is they it does count for those because they it keep it open until like an Dancing hour with after. The stars, Dancing with the Stars has, a, has admitted that they don't count any of the stuff in the yeah. West. Yeah. I know that American – I don't know if American Idol does now, but I know that – Because that's a, that's a two-hour – that's a, two a three-hour wait, right. four-hour wait mm-hmm. in order to get to the end of just to shoot one more scene. I'm sure they've done it, but, I mean, you've seen some of the stuff. It's like the West Coast – you're on the East Coast. Go for it. You're going to watch it live. You're on the West Coast doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because they're already done. They're already out of the studio. Um, it was when, like, that's why when, did, I'll tell you why Dancing with the Stars did. When they used to have the second show, they right. used to be able to vote for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And then when they shot, they started the show at 5 p.m. our time, that's where you stopped tabulating. And during the show, as they were taping the hour or two hours before the elimination, that's where all the tabulation came in. Yeah. Now that it's on a single night, the West Coast, it doesn't matter. Either does Mountain. It's a you have to be in the in the it's yeah. shown live in the Eastern and Central mm-hmm. time zone. Um, but we may be entering into a new phase of films where the overall dollar is not going to determine success or failure of a movie because we're entering into look this at look at what streaming services. Are doing. That's what I mean. I mean, the rumor has been for a while that, especially in Lucasfilm, 
and even in in Marvel to some degree that they've said their focus is on those streaming services, mm-hmm. which their success cannot be categorized by a single dollar amount. Right. The fact that the Mandalorian, after a negative reaction to Last Jedi, a mediocre reaction to Han Solo, and a weirdly divided reaction to Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> you have a overwhelmingly positive, there's negative people that are out there, but there's an overwhelmingly positive uh, reaction to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of that is people who say, save Star Wars, Dave Filoni, save Star Wars. That can't be counted monetarily of the idea that if, if the Mandalorian sucked, we might not have seen anything from Star Wars in the next 10 years. Just like, we're going to yeah. put this off to the field. Marvel having the, the successful reactions to all of their films, even the films we think aren't that good, people still went to see them, right. is that they can keep making. We can make five films a year. We can make 145 films and 66,000 TV series next year in 2021, and we're going to put them out there, and everyone's going to like it because we've they've liked all the other stuff. So that, that it keeps going, and monetarily, it's not necessarily that... It's not necessarily like the Dark World didn't make a ton of money. It was that it was good enough that whatever came after it, you still went and saw. Right. Well, see, but that brings us back to Wonder Woman because as good as the the first Wonder Woman was, it still wasn't the money maker that most Marvel films are. No. So Everyone, it's easier. Of it, in comparison to Marvel, yes, you're right. But I think in, car- in comparison to DC's movies. Yes, well, that was the thing. That's what, except that, for. The storyline for it, the, the, the of it was. It made a ton of film for versus other DC films. Right. And it made a ton of film for a female protagonist. And it made a ton of money. ton of film? Yeah. A ton of I money know. for a female protagonist. And it made a ton of money for a female director. Right. That's where the, the success of that film is the, the, the number one category. It's like the stupid commercial. They're like, it's the number one action comedy directed by a dwarf in the United States. And that's their selling point. Like, as you keep like breaking stuff down into the very specific category, it's it's the Grammys. Yeah. You know, best rock album with a pop beat produced by someone who is African American. And the Grammy goes to, and it's just like, what? (laughs) Um, I don't like the best song. We can't do that. It excludes a lot of people. Um, So that's where that success came from. Well, the box also the fact that it came off of disappointing success for Batman versus Superman. Uh, not but uh, no. Justice League was after it. Yes. Justice League was after it. Oh, that movie. The the total box office it. worldwide was eight hundred and twenty one million. Yeah, that's a lot for you know. Yeah, like you say, know. it's a lot for a, a, DC a DC film. I think the only DC film to beat that Batman vs Superman. No, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is no, no. Aquaman. 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 Yeah, Aquaman was huge too. I think Batman vs Superman is still number one though because that mo- that movie made a lot more mm. money than we thought it did. No, I think I, Aquaman was the first one that crossed the billion dollar mark, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, but speaking of another billion dollar film, you know, we know that Black Panther is getting ready to go into production in July. Now mm-hmm. it started production back in March of last year, but March of this year. March is yeah, March of this year. God, it's been a long year. March of this year, mm-hmm. but with the everything that happened with Chaswick Chaswick Chadwick. Chadwick I, it was putting them both together. <laughs> Chadwick, that it sounds like there wasn't enough movie even filmed to to justify even going back they to the production. They may have shot a few things here and there with him. Um, yeah, I think 
they said that they may have an idea of a story to put together, so they're ready to resume production for it. Right. Now, here's the other thing that they said is that they are not going to put in a CG Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. but there is the big the possibility. I pointed out the <laughs> the generalization of that statement or the specificity specificity of that statement specificity. Specificity of that statement allows them to have a computer-generated Black Panther. Yes, to tell well, what even, happens, or to. or even have someone in the suit. That's yeah. what they, the, that's what I mean. That's what you mean. You, you don't, don't even yeah. You don't have to do it CG. You can just have someone. Well, that, well that the whole suit, that suit that is always CG. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, you know, as we were talking about uh, Wonder Woman and the numbers it made in a post-COVID. Black Panther, will it do as much, do you think, as Black Panther 1? I think people are excited enough to see that story. So I think it will have more of a potential than what Wonder Woman would bring to the table. Because I don't think Wonder Woman 1984 will do as well as Wonder Woman 19... Wonder Woman. 1946? Yeah. Well, Neither, Neither of those films will do as well as their predecessor simply because that predecessor is a cultural moment. That's what I'm, yes, yeah. that's where I was going with that. That's what it is. Black, Black, there's no way Black Panther 2 is making as much as the first one. No. One, unfortunately, Chadwick isn't with us anymore and he's not in it. And number two is it's not that first black superhero right. protagonist, director. That is a cultural crew moment. Well, Watch the videos be. of people reacting to when they meet Chadwick Boseman, when they see the film, when they walk out of the film, that was that all of February and March yep. mm-hmm. for that film. That's all we talked about was Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther. We did it, that with Wonder Woman as it was making its money as it's mm-hmm. going forward. Neither of those films are going to connect to it. They may be better films. I think 1984 has got a big thing. chance of being a better film. I don't know if Black Panther 2 does. Going, going based on what you're saying, this could, for Black Panther, I mean, could be something as big as that. Because if they do go on with a story of like, Shuri taking over the mantle as Black Panther, it brings in an African American female as a major it superhero. It won't have type. the same effect because it's still not the first one. Correct. There's a reason why Force Awakens made more than Last Jedi because it was the first Star Wars film in ten years, and yeah, people I guess. see it. That first, that first moment, that click, that sort of thing, it's always going to be there. That and Shuri's already become a hero in her own right. Yeah. If the film is when you get something like like Batman Begins, which was really good, but we, we have Batman films. When you get Dark Knight, you're like, oh my God, this is the best Batman film. And that was in a phenomenon in and of itself because it was one of those four-corner movies. It, atta- it, it appealed itself to all four kind of demographics mm-hmm. that would go into that type of film. Black Panther 2, it's, it's not going to lose money. It's going to be successful. It's going to be very successful. I'm sure it'll be up in, in the coffin. You know, it's not going to be the worst Marvel film. It's not going to be somewhere in the middle or a little bit right. better than the middle. I don't think it's beating $600 million or whatever it was domestic. Now, if you, if you were going to do a Latino or Latina superhero movie, that's going to be another one of those cultural moments. Or in I Asian. I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel like it's a big enough... So it's a big enough Black event Panther. that hasn't been okay. done yet. Black Panther is the fifth highest grossing superhero film. Right. The only four that beat it are the four Avengers films. <laughs> it made one point four billion 
worldwide, Black Panther 2 is not making. No, I'm not definitely not coming close to that, but I still feel like it would be a high enough number. Well, it's going to be successful. Now, it just isn't going to be anywhere near that. If it would happen to be the first film in the theaters after the pandemic was completely over, when people can freely go back to the way things were, it might. I still don't think it comes anywhere near it. Just because with everybody just because would it, be the, wanting to see a new film. But it, it, but even then, it's just not... That is a moment in history. Oh, totally. We're never going totally to see agree. it again. I totally that, get it. Th- but th- you can't take that away. Right. Avatar is the same thing. Yes. It's a moment in history. The first like really successful 3D film where it really mm-hmm. looked like 3D, and then you watch it on... TBS and you go, this movie sucks. (laughs) As long as it's not popping in my eyeballs, this movie blows. Yeah. Yeah. We got 15 sequels coming though. Yes, we do. I know, but what happens when that first one fails? They're going to make the rest of them. He's already made the rest. He's making them all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Look, we were getting three Lord of the Rings films, whether fellowship was successful or not. They finished them. Well, the, the first the CG would have sucked for the other two because they're like, wait, shut it down. See, Cut the budget. The, here's the other thing is, as he's filming this first one, he's already shooting plates and shots that's what I'm for saying. Yeah, that's two, what, three, yeah. four, whatever You're else. getting them no matter what. And it's, it's Disney and they have a park based on it. They're the, gonna, the, the funny thing, the interesting thing would be, as I said, with like Fellowship or this, if that movie's not successful, you're likely still working on post-production when the first film comes out. Yes. When Fellowship came out, they were still doing shots for for two towers. Yes. All the principal photography was done. They had to finish everything. In fact, the, the first shot mm-hmm. in the first thing they shot was the last scene with Frodo in Return of the King. Yep. Which is really weird. And it's fun to listen to the, the commentary. Like, yeah, we're <laughs> just crying. Like I've known this dude for like three hours. Like what the hell? Um, <laughs> if it fails, the CG budget, the post-production budget for those other films goes all the way down the yeah. toilet. Fellowship makes a whole bunch of money. It's super successful. Like, yep, spend the money. Let's get those other ones done. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We'll lie and we'll make Peter Jackson not. We, let's let's not pay him. So we know that Black Panther two is in production or going to be in production soon. Another highly anticipated film is going to be Fox Disney now, which is Deadpool three. Has found its writers. But Disney's gonna, not going to do it. They're not going to do Deadpool 3. Not, I'm so mad because they're not, Disney's not going to do it. It's over. So, uh, I don't even. I love just throwing them right off. The I know. <laughs> Wendy, was it Molly, uh, Molly Nukes? Molly Nux? And what, what's that? I can't. Are you trying to pronounce a dinosaur? Yeah, I know. The Molly Nux. The Molly Nux. M-O-L-Y-N-E. U-X. Molly New. What? Molly New. Molly New. Any U-X so, is, friend, is new. Wendy and Molly... Wendy and Lizzie Molly New are the executive producers and writers for Bob's Burgers. Yes. And they're going to write the next film for Deadpool. Which makes me like, even if it's not R, it's still going to be fantastic. Yeah. I... Bob's yeah. Burgers is one of the best written shows on television. Mm-hmm. It, it's... It the lip, it just my entire uh text message thread with my friend Morgan is just Bob's Burgers quotes. <laughs> That's all it is. It's all pieces of it's the stuff that he has in the background. Oh, this is it's just it's it's really great. So no, I was really excited to see that. Like I'm I, again, Death Pill Two is one of those things. Even actually, my reaction to both Death Pill films, like no, they're good. 
And everyone's like, oh, so you hate them because everyone else's reaction seems <laughs> to be like, amazing. That's the, the greatest thing to He says the F word a lot. There's and so you much see, blood. You can kind of see his tiny penis yeah. when he gets cut in half. The juggernaut's in it, and it's so cool. I wish, I wish the Avengers cursed. I want to see But see, that was the juggernaut that we were supposed so to be, cool. not the juggernaut from X3. Yes. Imagine when they do that uh, Deadpool Avengers movie. It's just capped with language, all the <laughs> <laughs> language. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there's no. This film is nowhere near ready to even think about no. a release date. This is just there. The reports are that they have been tapped to write this film. What are you laughing at? I said tapped. No, I'm just oh. reading all this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to look through the thing for Morgan's. <laughs> There's an episode where Boo Boo's a part of the Boo Boo is a character that's a part of like a boy band, and um, Louise, the middle character, who is like, you know, she's the youngest sister, and she doesn't. Even, so she like really loves him, and then this group that loves the group, and they're gonna they're gonna ride the roller coaster with Boo Boo, and then they're gonna barf on him, <laughs> and they're talking about if they're on. Um, Louise figures out they're not gonna be they're not gonna barf on the roller coaster because. They may not hit him. And they said, they're not going to bark on the workers. They might miss Boo Boo. And then the two twins, Andy and Ollie, who's Miss Boo Boo? Is she our teacher? <laughs> so quick. I missed it the first one. Like, and I go back, they might miss Boo Boo. Who's Miss Boo Boo? Is she our teacher? They're, I love those idiots so much. And there's, this is the brilliancy. They use them, use them just enough mm-hmm. that you absolutely love them, but they don't overdo it. Right. And it's the episode where they get, they get stuck in... Um, uh, they basically build like a cardboard, like playhouse or whatever. Yeah, in the back of a of a delivery station, and they go there on Halloween. They get trapped. It's amazing because there's like spiders coming through, and Ali, uh, Andy, and Ollie get separated, <laughs> and they just they say like the stupid. I don't want that to be the last thing I say to you before I die. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing, and it just just the gags in the beginning. There's always a store next door. To them that has a gag and then there's the uh you know the pest van shows up when the right. rats come up and the last one that i watched was the the name of the company is insect jewel healing and i'm like that's <laughs> incredible <laughs> so but, but they you need that kind of uh, yes it's witty the play on words yes. and, the, and the changes that in the very quick when you find out that Bo- i didn't believe it the first time i heard it that bob's burgers is recorded Separately, they're not all in the same room because the timing right is perfection. Mm. I mean, it's incredible how well it's done. I love it so much. It's just I've been watching them. I'm I'm only halfway through. I finally I did like see episode 100 and then realized that last Sunday was episode 200. I'm like, God, damn, halfway through. <laughs> um, the, but even yeah, uh, like you said, it's friendship bracelet. <laughs> One of the kids like talk about. I'm talking about starting a friendship bracelet business. I'm starting. It's called Risty Business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you said, if they decide Deadpool three is not going to be R rated, you're not going to lose the humor. No, you know, you're not going to, especially lo- with these two. Then right. the, the wittiness of their writing, you can still have really good humor with it being PG thirteen. Yeah, I want them to slip in <laughs> the two blonde girls that they hate, Tammy and Jocelyn. Is the one like, you're so boring. Yeah, you're like if school and news had a baby. 
Um, <laughs> the sleep therapy shop that was next door. We need that as a button. Resisting arrest. <laughs> we need that as a button next to. You're like school of news had a baby. You're so boring. <laughs> Jocelyn is a treasure. She's amazing so much. I just, I love it. So I'm very excited to, it, it, as much as I'm sort of like, my reaction to Deadpool 2 is, yeah, I enjoyed it. But again, one of those movies, like, I don't need to rush out to see it again. Yeah. This is this is the thing that, to me that's like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do. I can see them make like a PG film that is just all players on words and it's just double entendres and stuff. Yeah. So there's like nothing actually in it. Uh, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, so the Star Wars Holiday Special came out last week. The Lego. The Lego Star Wars, Star Wars. Holiday Special. Which <laughs> poked fun at the original. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about it? Because, I mean, it had a lot of Star Wars trope that you hate that with the time travel. I mean, obviously, this is not. As a Lego, yeah, no, they, they do the fun thing with the time travel. That's yeah. the thing. This is where you do time travel. I don't yes. need time travel in Rebels. Yes, and I, I don't need time travel. If the Mandalorian ends up in the Clone Wars, I'm done. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm going through this weird hole, and now I'm, I'm <laughs> fighting robots. They come through the hole, and the, where's the Mandalorian? And they see the Baby Yoda. It's like, aww. Yeah. <laughs> like the Clone Wars are over. What if Baby Yoda fights the Emperor, and he just stops because he's just too cute? He's like, I can't, I can't kill this thing. I can't kill you. That's the that's the weakness of the emperor, yep. baby Yoda. Like baby Yoda is just like, okay, there you go. Um, uh, it, it it was fun. It, it's it's fun. That's what it is. It's fun. It's funny. The Lego specials have always been good. Um, you always have little pieces and little. And there was a couple of those kind of things. There's probably less of it than there has been before. Yeah, I'll totally. Nothing's ever going to be better than than Darth Maul walking onto the bridge of the Star Destroyer. <laughs> awesome. I'm so awesome, awesome, and awesome, and handsome, and awesome, awesome. She's just got line labors coming out of it. Like, that that moment is, is ingrained. There yes. was some fun stuff that was in it. Um, we but got I more rows. Like, there's more rows than there is in two films. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, it's funny because now there's a lot of articles on the, on what I sent to you, which is, oh, I guess this confirms that Finn is force sensitive. Right. Because the beginning is her training Finn as a Jedi. Yes. Uh, and it was funny to see that and go, oh, they just right, they just go right into it, yeah, and just right to it. And now there's all these things on these different sites that are like Lego Star Wars confirms fan theory about the blah blah blah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think it's supposed to be that, but, no. But because it's based, all, all of the elements that are in it are based on what we've seen in the Star Wars film, yes. And knowing that we've, it's been revealed behind the scenes that that's what he's trying to tell Ray is that mm. at the very least he's force sensitive, right? Right. Because you you said you saw it somewhere. Yes. Yeah, I think JJ even mentions yeah. that's what the idea was. Yes. The impl- so, impl- implication in the film was that he was saying, I'm trying to say I'm lo- I love you. But then they came out and said, no, no, no. No, because if he loves her, then that, the end is really weird. Right. I love you. I kiss my brother sort of person, my nephew, something. I don't know. Cousin. Whatever. <laughs> Did you Cousin. read? Have you, how far are you in? Uh, I just read Will Rowe Hood's. Oh, okay. One. Um, I knew there was going to be a, a story for him in there. Yeah, I did too, and it's it's a whole different subject that yes. we'll talk about, but it, it has a lot to do with when you start filling in gaps. I think this is why fans get mad with the villain gaps. Yes. So when they get the, when you give the stories to the little people, whatever story you already had in its head, it's out of the it's out of the window. Oh, totally. And so it makes you it, it kind of takes away some of the there's almost too much information in Star Wars. Yes. Because now when you get an explanation for everything, your explanation doesn't, doesn't exist. Mean, yes. It doesn't mean anything. Yes. And that you know, and to me, that's kind of the same thing with the the Finn thing. 
if you leave yeah. what if you leave uh the rise of skywalker with finn's explanation not being explained of what he was trying to right. say then whatever each fan comes up with becomes right. personal to that fan. And I think that's but why... But we can't have that anymore because we need definite answers in every yeah. movie that we see. We need to know exactly who Snoke exactly. is immediately as soon as we saw him, just like with the Emperor. You had nothing. You yeah. had nothing. You went to that movie and liked it! Um, <laughs> that's why I think I, I gravitate towards some of those stories that we don't know behind the scenes. As I've said, when Lucas wrote Empire Strikes Back, Leia was not his sister. Right. Who the hell is the other? Right. Now, we've known for... 40 years since Return of the Jedi, that the other is Leia. Yes. The canon stories that we've gotten, the canon, sort of canon, maybe canon stories that we've gotten in both point of view books is about the fact that Yoda expected Leia to come to Dagobah. So I guess he wasn't in on the discussions about Obi-Wan going to Tatooine. <laughs> um, That's what, but <laughs> they mentioned in this one that that was, it was the decision. They yeah. knew it was kind of him, but he just, whatever. But that's the stories that I've done. It's like, in my head, I'm going, I wonder who the other one was supposed to be. Right. And now, you know, it's at one point I said, I wonder if it's supposed to be Han. I wonder if the other is supposed to be Han. The idea that the Emperor doesn't get defeated by a Force user, he gets defeated by a guy who doesn't believe in it. Right. You know, or whatever, sees it or just doesn't have anything to do it. You're like, what did, the, what, is, mm. what did Lucas mean when he wrote it? Because he does not say Leah is his... Leah. Leah is his Leah, sister. Leah, Leah. You say Leah, I say Leah. Um... You say Tatooine, I see Tatooine, uh, until he's writing Jedi in like the third draft where he's trying to figure out how the hell he's going to get Luke out from under the gantry and says, I know, he banged his sister last episode. Let's, let's go. So it's a... Uh, well, they didn't about. bang. Dude, they tongue-effed like crazy. Like crazy? I mean, it was kind of tame. There was no tongue involved. Oh, there it was all the tongue. All of the The tongue. deleted scene is worse. <laughs> Deleted scene is, is Charger. <laughs> you can feel it in your stomach. <laughs> Charger's tonguing Leia. <laughs> Tribesman. Uh, no, but the, Africa. The <laughs> you can feel it in your stomach. The the holiday special is definitely worth the watch. It's fun. It's a Lego. You know, it is what Lego. Lego pieces. Vader's fun. The Emperor's fun. Luke is the Emperor. I mean, thank God for. Uh, Are you going to put a shirt on? Robot chicken. That was great. <laughs> Thank God for robot chicken or else we would have never gotten this emperor. Oh, totally. <laughs> Seth Green and, and his friends making him into <laughs> the kind of guy that would go for Papa Pebbledine. <laughs> how long have you been in that TIE fighter? Oh, you sound like burnt feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole thing. Of, uh, you know, he's going to throw you down the, the, the reactor. The he reactor. Throws you down the, yeah, he's also the reactor shaft. No, it's fun. It's it's easy hey, to go through all the my, things. My yeah. I thought Dark Ray was going to come out at one point too. That would have been interesting, but just kind of the fun stuff when the, the stuff gets jumbled and you know what Ray's going through, and of course it's got to be a lesson in it. Whatever you know, it's like no Ahsoka though. No, because Dave Filoni didn't produce it, so he can't <laughs> be. He can't so be one of the few things that got released recently that doesn't have Ahsoka in it. Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Do you see how many people were pissed off she wasn't in that episode? <laughs> Mando? Yeah. Well, I was just getting ready to go to Mando Chapter 12. Chapter 12. Everybody was pissed off because they what thought... What was the title of this one? I thought the last one was The Heiress. What was the title of this the one? The Siege. That's what the it was. The Siege, yeah. The last one was, yeah, the boom, last one was The Heiress. Then the first one was the uh, was Justified. Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> it should have been just called Justified. Burn, 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 I think there's like three people on this. This is the right? too. No, The Marshal. It's The Marshal, yeah. Which also was Justified. Yeah. 
The second one was spiders. <laughs> um, I have a friend who's mildly arachnophobic that didn't. It's like I couldn't get through the plot of the end of this episode. He had to watch it twice in order to get to the end of it. He started with the spider comes out and I was like, nope, I'm out. I can't do this. He had to stop and watch the end of it later. Yeah, so uh, this one was directed by Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people did not like it. I don't understand. No, I love this episode. Yeah, this, this felt this was so Star Wars to me. Everyone, it, it, I, this seems like the episode that yes, people are like, oh, it went away from the formula, which it doesn't. No, um, or they really, really love it because it's the first one. It's one of the first ones that really establishes a bigger picture. Yes, um, I, I was afraid I was the only one that would do that. Um, there's a someone I have online. Uh, his name is Zachy Hansen. He's a film critic, film and TV critic. And he said the same thing, and I felt kind of vindicated because he's way smarter than I am. <laughs> um, he writes for the San Francisco Chronicle and a couple other places too. And he had the thing where, like, this gives you a glimpse into the greater world, more of a glimpse into the greater world. And he comes backwards. Like, the the problem with setting the sequels where they are is now going backwards. Like, it's more fun to go forwards, and that stuff pays off. Something mm-hmm. like an endgame. Yeah. But you can't, you, you couldn't wait. 15 years to do the next film you know right. we weren't going to make in 2012 when they buy it in 2013 where they announced like well we're going to make a new film and jj's going to going to you know you don't sit there and you're like we're going to wait seven years until we have a streaming service and we're going to start making tv yeah it just mm-hmm. wasn't going to work that way you know if they had made films in an era that you already knew leading up to something and then you we would get sequel films ten years after getting the Mandalorian and something else or whatever. But it, again, it, it's I enjoyed it because there's a lot of pieces of a greater storyline. Well, that's this what this a, whole season is. Yeah, but, but get, especially this. This yeah. is this is people that we've seen before and and giving you. Um, we've seen pieces that don't necessarily have to do with a child. This is the first time that we're starting to understand why the client wants the child, mm-hmm. why Moff Gideon hires the client. To hire the Mandalorian. This first time a child really child. wasn't in the whole show. He was in, there was a lot of him in there. When he's flying, when they're doing the dogfight, when he's going to the school. At the end, when he drops him out of the school, then there's the whole. Yeah, because he finally does something responsible. on himself. Yeah. Rather he doesn't like, want to do it. <laughs> rather than like, hey, I'm going to carry him into an Imperial base. Grief. With people. Grief, who is the one who. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Boy, that place got cleaned up fast. Oh, totally got cleaned up fast. And also, the, 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 the warp speed. Or hyperspeed, or whatever you want to call it, of this episode is amazing. Again, total massive amount of spoilers if you haven't figured it out already. That town get clean gets cleaned up really quick, and his ship gets <laughs> gets repaired like that. Well, they said, well, you know, they said that first of all, they said it's going to take a while to repair this. Yeah, so you so might as well do okay. this, and then yeah. it's like it's a day. Look, the Mimbam and the the Mimbanese person that they had there, or species, mm-hmm. you know, the character they had there, the one that betrays him, he must be working really quickly. Yeah. Because that that ship was holding on by a thread. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> and then gonna... now it's brand new, literally by a thread. Yes, up. literally by <laughs> threads. Yes, like by it's spider webs. And by one wire that's holding that door from speaking. Off. Speaking of the the, the Mimbanese character, Mimbanese or is it Mimbanian? It's Mimbanese. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I I put it in. <laughs> I was like googling it today, and it came up Mimbanese. <laughs> Mimbanese, um, if you please. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, you know, we finally get to see what the species on Mimbam looks like. Mm-hmm. I saw it. It's in Solo. It's in Solo. Yeah. 
it's been in it's in uh it's in uh the star wars squadron game it was in the first episode of this season in the desert Mm. where is he in the desert is he one is he one of the desert people okay that's why i've never seen a lot of aliens on the tatooine one outside of the yeah you know the tuscan areas because i was like oh because i because i recognized it from squadron and then you had this episode Mm-hmm. Which she ends up betraying, you know. Uh, excuse me. Ends up ends up putting a Your tracking uh, beacon. We, we find out he puts a tracking beacon on there. Um, makes you look at, uh, at. Used to think biker scouts were these great, you know. The biker scouts in this are a lot better. So here's here's what the biker scouts would be. Go back to Indiana Jones and Last Crusade when they leave the castle. That German mi- motorcycle crew yes. is badass. <laughs> Especially the ones, vroom, vroom, you know, goes through the things it goes. And these had a little bit more of that, like, they actually almost succeed in taking this thing down. Um, we except, get for the two that, except for the two that go down the hill and crash into each other. Yeah, because it is like, we're, we've got to go. And go well, it's ex- extreme biking at that point where you're going <laughs> down a mountain. <laughs> well, I'm, just waiting, I'm just waiting to see which four comedians played these. Um, <laughs> right? People from last week's episode from the heiress were pointing out the the actor who's in Bosch that played the captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, was like, I can't believe you had this. And I said, I can't believe it wasn't a comedian. And then I listed like all the comedians and comedic actors that were on. And it was like, holy crap. And then one's like, wait, the minor dude or whatever is Horatio Sands. And it's funny that he said that because mm-hmm. the next episode, he's in the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. He's JC, uh, you know, the owner of scum of villainy. He uh, does a wrap up show with um, one of the other guys we actually had on a panel at Comic-Con Elliot. Uh, they do, a weekly, you know, Twitch podcasting of Mandalorian. And JC was like, you know, they really messed up here with the dive, the the episode where they're on the water planet mm-hmm. or the Eris or whatever, you know. He says, you're on a water planet. He said, and you show a couple, of, you know, species that we see everywhere. He goes, they could have had Gungans on there. Because, he, you know, he loves Jar Jar. He yeah. loves the Gungans. I was like... Yeah, they, they should have, have yeah. To me, they should have had a more, you know, more of a mixture. I know, That's but the, no, wait, hold on. Because it just made me something. Made me something. The Legos, the funniest line in the entire Lego special. When they are talking about the holiday parties, like, what, the greatest disaster since Gargar, Jar Jar's Senate speech? Yes, I know. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like acknowledging that Jar Jar is the ultimate villain because there's no Grand Army of the Republic right. if it isn't for Jar Jar. Yes, I got that. Um, but Ellie made a good comment was that you know, they haven't done... Lucasfilm hasn't used Gungans in anything since... The prequels. The prequels. Yeah, you don't see them so you on would the have screen. To update. You've seen them in a kind yeah, of different... Yeah, they places. would have had to update the, the technology. Well, it's the, also the fact that there's, there's no physical mask for the gun gun. Right. If you look at all the masks, mm-hmm. they're all ones that were built. Yes. Because a lot of, you know, Emphasis Nest's crew, a lot of that stuff is prosthetic because yes. they're only in a scene for half a second. I want... I'm, again, I don't need a Kenobi series. Don't necessarily need an As- a Cassian Andor series. Give me the Emphasis Nest series. Oh no! Why does that not exist? I know. Move forward. Give me that. Warwick Davis could have a job for like a whole year. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I would. Love and to. Forrest Whitaker's still alive. Yeah. And if you read the book, oh, I wish that scene was in there. Why do you have to not have after credit scenes? We're talking about so the end of the solo book. The novelization for the novelization it. is Emphis Nest giving the part of the coaxium to the coaxium uh, to Saul Guerrero Saul Guerrero. and his partisans. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, that is awesome. I, see, I would if I was doing the series, I'd just call it Partisans. Star Wars Partisans. I just call it Emperor's Nest. And have it have it lead, you know, between because the Because I want it, I want it there. For one, the woman who plays Emphasis Nest is amazing. Is amazing. She's a very striking looking woman. She's I love her the dialogue that she has yes. in there. The power that she would have as a young woman leading this group of rebels, mm-hmm. which includes someone who years later grows a whole bunch of hair and moves to Endor. Um <laughs> And a number of other characters that are in it, multiple species, including someone who ends up on Saw's crew. Right. Two Tubes is, th- is in that group. Yes, he is. So I, I was like, that's the fascinating thing to me. And so like, no, we're just going to do Kenobi and Cassie. I'm like, why? Do yep. we, like, I know why. Go all the way back to, you know, Jacko be- telling me about it. Going, hey, there's a lot episode. of money. Yeah. But that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but well, for this, there's there's a lot. This episode's a lot of fun too because when we got to, this is the longest we've talked about an episode when we got done watching it. Because there's so many pieces in it that we kind of go, wait a minute, what's this? What are the? You have to pay attention to the dialogue. Why do we have the child? You get the 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 doctor telling you that they're looking for M blood. Yes, midichlorian blood. Yeah. So they need force sensitive. They people. need they need to hire M count. They find the vats with with people in them or you know, whatever, silicones or whatever they are. And then we started discussing it. I wonder, talking on that, I wonder if the people in the vats are Jedi that they found after... No, I, know, after I think I've, they're the first attempts at Snoke. So oh, yeah. I think I think they're, they're the first attempts of the Emperor. But that's what Snoke is. Mm. That's yes, the thing, is that Snoke is being controlled by the Emperor. For the Emperor's essence to go through, or maybe it is, it is that it fails every time so that Snoke has to be a, an individual person that the Emperor can then kind of control. But yeah. we see the Vats on in Rise of Skywalker. So here, when they say Emblood, if he wants to transfer his essence into whatever his Force essence is, it would have to be Force-sensitive to start with, and it has right. to be super strong in order to be... Yeah, that's why I was thinking it was Jedi that they found, and they're maybe... Trying to it could be that too, but like it, it 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 see there's there's all these kind of different things. That's the right. fun part of going through. What is Moff Gideon in front of at the end? They look like the the star the space troopers. You know they've got the big huge armor mm-hmm. and everything. What are they for? Why are they there? Um and and what are they? They're not exactly like what we see as space troopers before. They're not the death troopers. I thought it was the death troopers when they first walked in. I thought so too, but then I was like, the chest plates are huge. They're way too big. So yeah, the helmet was also different. Yeah. yeah, the helmet was very different. But the were, idea because. The Death Trooper in canon, even in the in the 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 guides and the art book and everything, nobody tells you exactly what the Death Troopers are. As there's rumors that they are cybernetically enhanced, that they're they're dead soldiers that are re re enhanced, mm-hmm. that they're actually robots. Yeah, reanimated. That they're actually robots. They're actually yeah. droids. Like they never really locked it down, which is good because now you can find some place where that story can be told or what are those things? We've obviously right. seen them. <coughs> and you imagine they're probably people because if they're dead, and I'm sure you've seen them, you know, the helmet comes off or whatever. No. But the idea that <coughs> he's doing something with this group, what is he doing this for? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, we got away from after the third episode until the end, until seven and eight when Moff Gideon shows up. Of what the hell did, does the Empire want with this child? Right. Because four, five, six, and four, five, and six is just him running, mm-hmm. and bounty hunters still after him, um, and terrible X-wing pilots. <laughs> um, we get that. We get pieces of the New Republic. We get basically them acting like police officers. Yeah. That they're <clears throat> out there, and we get the gentleman from the episode before who can act. So it's not Dave Filoni, <laughs> who you know puts it towards Cara Dune about you know 
we know that Kara left because after she, she went out to hunt Imperials and as soon as it became a point where that didn't seem to be feasible for her, she leaves. Right. But he's saying the war is continuing. I said to Rich, if it's Snoke, even if it's the Emperor, Moff Gideon's controlling a faction that is a part of what becomes the First Order. Right. The timeline it's set in is right around the Battle of Jakku, either before, just before or just after. Both of them are like five years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the Aftermath books, we see where the Empire loses on Jakku, there are portions of what we know will become the First Order. What is it? Rax- Raxus? Yes. Raxus leaves. They have the children. It was like one of the first, it feels like it's the first attempt at what they were doing with the First Order troopers, which yeah. is kidnapping them as children and indoctrinating them. We see lots of equipment in this special base in Jakku and stuff. Gideon can well, be a part where, of this that's as where well. that's where Hux's father. Yeah. So we've that got could like also these be what stores. those troopers are, <laughs> the is maybe the they're for the first, first run of the First Order troopers. Something like that, whether they're doing like something that, with yeah. it or something like that. And you would ask, what was the question you asked before we recorded too? Just that, and wondering who the that's what it was, yeah. Who they who, were, who they were at the end. So real quick, uh, Paul Sung Hung Lee is the is the actor, uh, but he also remember he gives Kara kind of a, a it shows the medal, yeah. a medal, yeah, for the medal or a badge. I felt like it was more They're the same sort of thing. It's probably it's, it's something like the badge. might be their version of like chess salad, you know, right. the, the fruit salad that you'd have where you have campaign banners and everything. It's probably it his, his campaign or, badge. It, either that. Or see, I thought maybe it was her medallion that she didn't get for the you know uh, for maybe. her service in the war. It could be or that. it could be it could be the it could be the medal ballon for for Jakku. Mm-hmm. Yes, or it, it could be a badge, you know, like a, a police officer's badge. Yeah. I thought of it as a badge because he kind of puts it on the table as like, well, when if you're ever ready, you can join us. So it's like you're already in. Just come and see yeah, me whenever you're ready. And the idea ready. that as he says, as they said, and as he said, the New Republic needs help out here because we can't do this on our own. Right. And that's something that, again, it was brought up in, in Zaki's review of the idea of like, I really love this idea of the new Republic. Where does the new Republic fail that we get to the force awakens? Mm-hmm. Now, if you read the books, we see a lot of it, especially in bloodline. Bloodline mm-hmm. is a super important book. If you don't read any of the other books, but you want to know kind of what happens between them, read the three aftermath books and read bloodline because bloodline is about how the Senate fails to keep the army, uh, viable and so when the first order reveals itself one there's no army two that they just kind of placate them and just be like can they give them their territory and right. whatever and those types of things well, um, captain tiva who is uh that pilot you know he says in it you know there's something going on out here yeah but the core worlds are not you know not and that's that again basis of bloodline is that there's something going on in unknown space that's mm-hmm. creeping into the outer rim the whole book is about Leia's investigation as to try and figure out what this is. Right. And it's and it's told to you. It's the first order. I mean, it's yeah. it's not getting anything away. I think it's very obvious from the beginning because you know where you're going. But this I mean this set, this this episode did much like the Mandalorian episode, you know, when you have Bo-Katan and saying there's yeah. stuff going on in Mandalore, it sets up there's there's more to you have a goal. Yes. Because last season is mm-hmm. that you watch four, five, and six. Like, what's the goal here? Yes. How far is he running? Even in four, where he's going to leave the child there, you think, okay, that's the thing is he's going to leave the child. Five, which is the breakout episode with the New Republic uh, cruiser. Great episode. But again, where are we moving to? What is he going to do? And mm-hmm. then you get it into the other one where he says, I've got to go back to um, what's the name of the planet that we were just on with the base? It's, it's I keep thinking Lethal. 
yeah. Navarro. Uh, Navarro. 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 Yeah, it's Dave Navarro. It has a gigantic guitar and it sleeps with a lot of women. It's in 45 different bands. And has a goatee. Yeah. Um, it's capable of doing a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the, yeah, it gives, you, it gives you a goal. We're now talking about... It gives you about, something other than the, yeah. the child. We now have, in two episodes, we have two goals. Yes. Well, actually, three goals. Taking back Mandalore, getting the child to its so people, good. which is what he, you know, we get that, the, the mm-hmm. episode eight, he's given that quest. Yeah. We think the child's going to end up with Ahsoka. Ahsoka has M-Blood. Um, yep. And the, uh, why the Empire wants it. Why this Imperial Remnant, why Moff Gideon wants this this child. Right. Yep. But also, what it doesn't do, but it, it, what it does do, is it gives us this great chance to speculate. What the hell is going to be released by Hasbro on Mando Monday? Are we getting a Bo-Katan? Are we getting a? Uh, uh, are we getting a? a, a um, uh, uh, the character's name that you just said that the X-Men, Captain Tavantita. Yeah, there you go. You know, at some point, Wolf Tanner or whatever the hell Dave Filoni's character is, yeah. that's got to be an exclusive somewhere. Because again, ninety percent of it's done. You just have to. You just have to. <laughs> Do a head sculpt. Head sculpt. Yeah, well, the rest it of gives, it's done. But it also gives you a chance for either to make a custom Porkins yeah. or they'll give you, you know, they'll make a Porkins. Like we're going to get a Dave Filoni. Are we going to get Horatio Sands' character? That's the fun part. The best part of all of this is sitting here for three days going, <laughs> what, what are we going to get? What eight more figures are we going to have to order tomorrow? <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't wait. So real quick, Aaron, Aaron, <clears throat> excuse me, Aaron Kellyman, Kellyman is Memphis Nest. Aaron you Kellyman. Have such a stutter. <laughs> you may have to get you tested. Uh, well, I was drinking water earlier and I couldn't. Uh, I, like, yeah, you can't swallow water. No, yeah. but now you sound like you're, you're a stutter. I know. I wonder why you voted for Biden. <laughs> wow. Aaron Kellyman is Memphis Nest. Yes. And she, the next big thing that we will see her in is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Again, Disney does not like hiring <laughs> new people. <laughs> they look for someone like, hey, we need someone for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hey Kelly, yeah, Kelly an accounting. Yeah, just find someone who already have their account number. No, nobody knew. Can you just wire them like twenty million right now? Just go ahead and uh, like let them sign on. Just give me the last name. How much do they get for it? Click. This money yeah. shows up in her bank account. So we will get to see her. Oh, again. I guess I'm in a movie now. I mean, she's been she's been in others. I guess it's like they don't want to they don't want to have anybody fill out another W two. Right. Like that's it. I don't want more W twos. I want people that are already Listen, here. There's a lot of file cabinets in this office, and they when already do, have paper in when, it. When is Carl Weathers going to be in a in a in a Marvel show? When is Gina Gershon going to be? Or uh, Gina Gina Car- Gina Carano is going to come back for Deadpool three because she's already in the family. It's okay. We don't need another one. <laughs> I love that. I knew she was doing something. Gina Gershwin hasn't worked in like yeah. Gina Gershwin hasn't worked in forever since like uh, Late showgirls. 90s, I think no, she was an L word, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, wasn't she the big one in L word? Yeah, like no, early no, she Flash Dad was the one from Flashdance was yes. in L world. L world. L world. Yeah, that one. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Mandal- it's nice to have. We have four episodes of the Mandalorian, and I think three of them are become people's favorites. You know, up into their top threes. This one definitely is high up for me. This one, yeah. this episode, not only was it a lot of fun to watch, it gave you a lot of. It's also longer than thirty-five words. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The last episode was very well, short, but it also it sets out- up a lot. Yeah. So that you're the passenger more invested. Beth, I mean, Beth felt that was kind of a filler episode. It there's no such thing as a filler episode. It's an episode, and when it people are like, "It just feels like an episode," you're watching a TV series. Yes. 
one of my biggest <laughs> when Sebastian said Star Trek Insurrection is like a really great long yeah. Next Generation episode. I said, you realize that's bad for a film. <laughs> like you don't want it. If the second episode is Mandalorian the film, no. If the other three are Mandalorian the film, in terms of the plot, the plot that gets introduced to you, yeah. the he gets the armor back. Boba Fett's going to go try and get his armor. If that's a film, sure. If it's Bo-Katan, hires him for to do a job, and then at the end of it says, you're helping me, that's film-worthy. If it's like the Mandalorian's role in the in Moff Gideon's role in the, the rise of the news order, news, news order, first order. The news order. Well, I've been reading the new order because of the, the Tarkin's thing for Star right. Wars. For the, for, that's, that's film-worthy. So, like, you've got these shows that are, like, you know, really big, but you have to have, you're going to have to have episodes in between. Yeah. That's him taking a salamander and the, having well, the child it, it eat all the eggs. The, did you see did the character? Did you see the one today? It's three frames and it's when Kylo finds the emperor in the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, but instead of Kylo it has baby Yoda's face. <laughs> it's like what can you offer me? And it's everything. I can offer you everything through the emperor and then you see the hands and he has the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's how baby Yoda turns to the dark side. It's like, "Oh, the eggs." I saw some way uh, they did a fan film where they they were dressed as the Mandalorian. They took like one of the, you know, the child dolls into a grocery store. Yeah, and he loses him in it, and the child's got the eggs like yeah. you know spinning around in front of him, and he's carrying him out, and he's like scolding him, and you can see the eggs following him. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, th- there was a lot. I mean, I, yes, I know the passenger didn't have much. It did introduce you know the the Tava, Tiva character, Captain Tiva, and then yeah, you get an idea that. The First Order is out. Oh, First Order. Something's going on. Re- no, that the New Republic is out there. Yes. And that there, there's there's a connection to the first you know, season and let's go on. Mm-hmm. And basically, it ends that idea that he's being hunted by the, right. the New Republic. They kind of let him go. Yeah. You know, we're not going to help you get out of here, but at the very least, we're not going to arrest you. Right. And we're not really chasing after you because then we got to blow up a whole bunch of bad people or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like they're slowing a gunship after us. <laughs> so, uh, anybody got anything else? No, I think, no, I think we want to ready to go to dinner. It depends. Your daughter's in charge of figuring out where we're going for dinner. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. Tell us what we're going to have for dinner. <laughs> That's what we should do, yeah. You send in your suggestion of where we're going to go to dinner after next week's show. There you go. <laughs> and we're also on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying, well, we will talk to you next week and have a happy Thanksgiving if you live in the United States. If you don't, do if you don't, I if still have a good happy Thanksgiving. If you're we in don't Canada care. four weeks ago, you're boned. <laughs> well, you can have a happy Turkey Day on Thursday, unless you're an Indigenous people. They can still have turkey. I'm not happy about it. Though. Well, they may not be happy about it. <laughs>